Hello and welcome to GoMo Podcast and a link to the Pastor Randomizer Podcast. I'm Dante. I'm Herfy Durfy. I am Tim. And man, it is episode number 134. Count it. That's a that's a lot, dudes. Can you imagine? That's a lot of time. I can't. I can't imagine. That seems made up and insane. That's over five years of one podcast every two weeks mm-hmm. with like pretty much zero interruptions or breaks. Yeah. Like very, very few. Yeah, we've had like some individual breaks, but I don't think we have we missed a whole episode. I think we moved like once because mm. we had to like schedule something around, but I don't think we ever missed yeah. one, right? There was like episode 98 was the one where my audio was lost because my hard drive crashed. Right. And then we made a makeup episode the next week. Mm-hmm. And then I think we were right back on track. We, yeah. we basically made two episodes. We actually made more than we normally do then. It's just that everyone heard less. <laughs> yeah, that was there, there was even the time where uh, everybody before my time was sick, I think. And Temp was like, hey, we're all dying. This is a quick episode just to keep us on track. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was a way early one too. I definitely would not do that again today. I don't know. I don't know how I decided that was the correct course of action, was, but it was, that was just a me whole talking kid for ago. fifteen minutes. Uh, yes. and yeah, you know, and a, a whole pandemic. Uh, that was uh, twenty eighteen. Temp is who that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've met Tuesday Temp. Twenty eighteen Temp. He's a real old timer. He's super old. That's a whole different thing. He records with a tin can. That was before the whole world got shut down for a couple of years. Yeah. That changed Temp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that made Temp a different Temp. <laughs> I feel like that changed pretty much everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, speaking of uh, old things, like, like mm-hmm. this podcast, uh, we, uh, we'd like to talk about an old video game, too. Um, on, you know, yeah. A link to the past, but the randomized version. And uh, we got some news, I guess, we can segue into. So... On the topic of old things, uh, after our complaining last week, not not that we did it. I, I'd like to think we did it, but we didn't. Of course we did. Um, you know, I, I dude, I uh, even even faking it. I don't think I could take credit. <laughs> all, you know, it was all us. You better thank us personally. The timing was just such. This never happens for us. I feel like we're always behind the ball yeah. when it comes to mm-hmm. timing. But the timing <laughs> for us just happened to be like this decision was made. We recorded our episode. Our episode came out. They made a change. Yeah. Right? So it feels kind of like we were, you know, uh, not necessarily the reason for, but definitely like leading the charge a little bit in uh, raising concern, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. I guess you yeah. could say we were the most like everyone was pretty vocal about it, but we were the most like publicly vocal. They audibly vocal. We, yeah, you could we actually were literally hear us the, instead the of ones just most audible. us. So <laughs> we had the yeah. biggest impact, at least in my head. We did. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Well, uh, we complained about fast rum and like I said, I was very mad, still kind of am about the timing only that's the, that was my main concern the whole time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that that's still been my concern. So, uh, this little band aid that the devs have provided for us, I think is a very good compromise and I am very happy for said compromise, even albeit a temporary one. Um, so we have tournament.alttpr.com. Uh, Synac made an announcement in the main Discord, um, and it's a new domain that's going to generate v31.1. So it is the old version, not just non-fast ROM. So there's the the quality of life updates 
and like logic changes like to fix the uh, 100% locations in V31.2 mm-hmm. that is not here for this. So this is literally what we were on. Let's just kind of like mm. stayed there. That is what um, they've they've done for the for the time being. It's going to stay up yeah. until January 11th is the sunset date that they have projected of 2024. And the league will be using this 100%. We have had requests, I'll say, from the league side to maybe rethink our decision. And honestly, we uh, when when we got those, we talked about them in the admin channel for a bit. And uh, they were private inquiries. It wasn't like I'm raising you know this up mm-hmm. and make everybody mad in general, but thank God. Um, but we did get at least a couple. We discussed it. And um, we decided that we are going to stick to our guns. We are going to run on 31-1, mainly due to... For the duration. Yeah, for the entire duration. um, Mm -hmm. And it gives time for people to... People can play ladder, acclimate. Here's my thing. And this is what I was worried about with the timing. And it's... We've seen ladder have bugs. And it's not ladder's fault. And it's really easy to correct on ladder if it actually breaks someone's game. I don't think it has... But uh, if it were to do that, you know, Dunka has the ability to just kind of wipe the match out and it's kind of like a, a tie, uh, you know, whatever you and Dunka do, Herf. Um, uh, just for transparency Dunka. sake, we've had one problem where we had to null out the results. So we're basically making mm-hmm. it so as if they've never raced each other. So we're gotcha. not just, you know, making it a tie or whatever. We just remove the race completely from their records. That's and good. one race in like. Could, can you even begin to try to guess how many races have been proctored really. on I mean, the ladder? Realistically, I mean, tens of thousands. Realistically, we've had two bugs. Uh, one that we can't do anything about that we just announced, which is the if the activated flute in a specific mode, I think it's entrance modes or something. If the activated flute is a freestanding item, it shows up as a bottle with a bee in it, I believe, or a blue potion, something like that. Definitely, you know, if you're seeing that on Zora Ledge, you're like, man, why would I want to be? And right. then it turns That's out it's your good. activated flute. Oops. Yeah. And uh, the second one, hang on, let me read the text again so I can give you the full thing because I... That's like too far beyond my understanding to understand what's happening. So, uh, It was a an inverted non-keys restricted entrance seat. Mm. And the sign said all seven crystals are required to defeat Ganon, but apparently only needed three. Oh, yeah, and, that was a bug I forgot about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one of the opponents just kept dropping into Ganon after every single crystal checking if he's vulnerable. And turns out he was vulnerable after three. And the other guy just relied on the sign that's there specifically for that wow. purpose and wow. got screwed by it. And they talked afterwards and they were like, all right, well, we both agree that this was kind of crap. So they put in an appeal in the ladder. We I, we talked about it and Donka just removed the race. So, so I know we're, we're down a real rabbit hole right mm-hmm. now and I will get us back on, on the track, <laughs> but I just have to ask real quick. So like was, how did something like that happen? Was it because of ladder in some way that that bug seed was served up? No, it was just a bug in the logic for the the new version, so to speak. I don't exactly know what the technical like background is on why it happened or how it happened. I assume whatever, a specific like function or method or whatever it is is responsible for putting the correct text on the sign just yeah didn't get like factored in and some code changes and it just i like displayed either a 
a default thing where it's like, all right, just display seven crystals always because that's usually what it is. It might also have to do with being a non-restricted entrance mode with non-keys and stuff like that. So it's a little bit or a restricted entrance mode with non-keys. It was mystery. So, so yeah, it was like, mystery. So it's like yeah. a wild mix of whatever it could be. Gotcha. And okay. And that is, was... A- it's yeah. a little bit of a it might have been a bug in there it probably was it might have been a problem that only occurs if you mix the payload so specifically that you have like this jumbled up weirdo grab bag mode or mystery mode so it's it's a little bit of both it's probably a hard thing to catch on normal qa unless you play like all the weird customizer things that could mm-hmm. no human person could ever test all of that so I understand how something like that could slip through if it's like a super specific combination of modes and options and whatever, and then something is just not wired up correctly and it displays a default sign where it should say three to seven, and there you go. Yeah. yeah. So all of this to say that that sort of bug that was in the new version, that's not something this can, we're going to have to worry about with the league generating the tournament. Right. Right. Yeah. So there were there was a couple just to be very quick. There were a couple other bugs and stuff like this could, um, you know, affect league. There was something in one of the I think it was in the Ambrosi one mode, you know, so her agrees. But there was I think it was the flute or it was some item that's important. And if it was a freestanding item, the sprite actually looked like a bee in a bottle. So you would just like not want to pick it up. But if you picked it up, it was the item Mm -hmm. you wanted. So it was the flute one that the yeah. Earth was just talking about. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there was that one. And then I think over the weekend, Jim actually found out <laughs> that if you just keep <laughs> talking to Stumpy, you keep oh, getting yeah. the item over and over and mm-hmm. over. Uh, and, uh, you know, imagine that happening in the middle of a league match. Now, wh- why am I, th- this makes me sound like I'm like touting the league to be so high and mighty, but mm-hmm. we are on a limited time schedule with the way we have things like working out week to week, team to team mm-hmm. with the bot and the, like the league bot plus Saha bot and all that integration. So it's kind of like we need something we know is going to work where hopefully unless there's like ties or something very out of the ordinary happen that we just kind of have a smooth sailing. And that is why we were very adamant of we do not want to be the guinea pigs for this. Uh, that mm-hmm. was that was my biggest complaint. So um, and, and we kind of we kind of segued into the next piece with the bug fixes, but they have launched something yeah. to fix some of these bugs as well as the stumpy duplication thing. So don't don't try it. You know, it's not going to it's not going to work mm-hmm. now. It's been patched out, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but just so just to make sure I'm absolutely clear, the tournament uh, branch, if you will, will have the bug fixes been applied to that? No, or they it will didn't not need be. to be. Yeah, because it's thirty one dot one. Gotcha. So yeah. those were all bugs that came about because of the September or sorry, the mm-hmm. August um, right. uh, update that came out and right. they've been fixed on the main branch, but they were never introduced at all in the tournament branch. So Yeah. And see, mm-hmm. honestly, gotcha. I'm going to be very honest now, real fast. The the fact that we're confusing you, Tim, right now, out of one out of three people is well, probably no, like, no, I'm sit- no, I'm talking about like just <laughs> determining between the differences of the yeah. two. That yeah. is, that yeah. is why I think the devs took the stance they did initially of there's not going to be a split because I kind of get it. Like honestly mm-hmm. with this and to, to play devil's advocate for five seconds, um, thinking in hindsight now, I, I mean, the betas used to be longer because not, there wasn't as many tournaments. So like mm-hmm. if you're doing league and ladder and main and, cross keys and casual boots and whatever else tournament going on. When are you going to play a beta seed? 
Right. I know yeah. there'll, there'll be a few people who do, but they won't get played like they used to, especially like n- not many people play just one of the, like one run of the mill seeds anymore. So kind of get why they did what they did. Now, you know, thinking it over. But as I said in the main discord to the devs, I am I'm very thankful. And I know like them and us like that are kind of passionate about this, this like shotgunning of of the new version coming out. We're all passionate about the game. We love it a lot. And that's that's why we're all here. So um, I'm just I'm glad we we reached some some form of a middle ground. I'm totally OK with with this and seeing, you know, unfortunately seeing it go the slow ROM go away. But, you know, such is life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you played a fast ROM at this point, Dante? No, I don't want to because I don't want to go backwards. <laughs> I've watched I've watched a lot of it. And I'm just like, oh, God, I'm too I'm too boomer for this, but uh, <laughs> I, I'll play it eventually. I just my time's so limited right now and I want to play league and um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> same. No, I haven't either. Um, I am anxious to try it. I mean, from Herf's description, the first time we talked about it, it sounds cool. I think it you know, ultimately probably is the future of the game or or it It definitely is is the future of the game. Uh, And I think that is a good thing. I think if you can reduce lag, you should. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's better. But, um, you know, for all the reasons we've already gone over, um, makes sense, you know, to to maybe hold off on that. But yeah, I still haven't I still haven't played one. I I want to. Um, And I think ultimately, you know, we'll all adapt and move on, except for maybe the NMG folks, which, you know, some of them are like some some people say it doesn't affect them personally back and forth so yeah okay. it really um, depends great. on the individual we've lost a few good people i know that airy has pretty much at least for now said i'm i'm kind of done with rando i don't want to you know screw with my muscle memory which i can totally understand i mean he's a not only a top runner he's the top runner for NMG. Right. so you don't want to mess that up i understand that but at the same time people like Wayne, for example who are also good NMG players and I think even Bidey has said he's gotten kind of used to it. I've only caught mm-hmm. him talking about it kind of on the side. I haven't ac- actively followed it, but it, you know, it, it seems to be very dependent on the individual. It says yeah. if they if they can switch easily, if they're like, oh man, this screws me up totally. I, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, let us know what you think of the new uh, fast ROM. If you have played it, get in our discord and share your thoughts. Uh, Herf, I feel like for some reason I want you to take this next one. And if I were you, I'd be doing it so triumphantly. Triumphantly, really? It's just, yeah, it's a, it's a feel good story. I need Duncan to come. I need yeah. Duncan to come do this one. I'm, I'm biased <laughs> by my boss. So okay. for me, it's not a feel good story, but I'll well, good. maybe it's better one. for you to do it in that case. So, you're more, you're more uh, neutral. The first of the much touted community voting has happened on the Tark Discord. And people have won it and gotten a revote on the decision to make Specky Clip legal, which after the community vote, which went on from August 29th to September 6th, is now officially legal. 263 yes votes versus 48 no. So 85, over 85% of people were in favor of allowing it. Mm-hmm. They needed um, 60. Huh? They, they needed, needed 60, 60. so they, right. they smashed it. Yeah. They needed a 60% uh, majority to legalize it, and they absolutely got that. And uh, yeah, I'm no, I'm cool with it. I think it's all right. I mean, Specky Clip has, uh, ever since it was found, been kind of a little bit of a divisive thing, I suppose, because of, you know, one side is arguing, hey, it's just a rail clip like any other rail clip. The other side is arguing that it's totally different and skips like the need for a major item. We've gone over this multiple times, yeah. so yeah. everyone knows what's going on. 
uh, just to you know to not drag this out too long but to to kind of shine a light on what what i was talking about with Danka earlier he has been we will see where this goes but he was pretty convinced at the start that if we would or if Tark would immediately allow a community revoting on SpeccyClip, it would open the door for people to come in and want or demand a revote on pretty much every glitch that has ever existed. And I think that's not a not a totally crazy thing to say. I think with the amount of time, not to you know, not to dunk on them or anything. I don't mean this is a negative thing, but with the amount of time that Tark admins have taken and the amount of care and you know, trying to get everything running and not immediately one week after making Tark, they've already put it up for a vote. They've, you know, settled into their jobs. They put everything up and stuff. I think it's okay. And I don't think we're running the risk of people suddenly demanding a revote on everything. But I think it's definitely a bit of a, a, a dangerous approach, at least, I would say, you know, because it definitely opens the door to people going, well, we allowed this. Why can't we vote on this? And then we're back to the hovering discussion that has plagued Rando since its inception. <laughs> and, sure. you know, it's it's just going to go back and forth until the end of time. At the same time, I don't, I don't think not having a community vote or taking the voting away from the community again would be a good idea either. So I, I, I don't really have a good solution for this. I don't think we're currently running the risk of people going, you know, vote crazy, so to speak. So I just not, you know, never touch a running system, so to speak. But it's something that I don't think a lot of people realize could be a little dicey. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I remember reading what Dunka thought either in announcements or chats, probably in an announcement. I remember there probably, were a few yeah. um, announcements that he made that made it really clear kind of what his stance was. And I understand that his frustration with Tark was that they were taking so long to make moves. Yeah. So yes. I kind of what I hear you saying is that like all of this is happening too fast and are we sure we want to set this kind of precedent? But it seems like what I read from the way Dunkerfield previously almost kind of contradicts that. What, do you, what well, do you think? He was originally uh, frustrated with the fact that basically all the tournament organizers came together and decided, hey, this is the rule set that we're all kind of agreeing on. We're just going to keep what the council had before and then we can go for there. from there. Everyone had a baseline thing and they all agreed on it and that's it. Mm -hmm. And Dunka has always had the opinion that in the end, the council or now Tark or whoever else is like a a thing over the whole thing you know i don't want to call it a governmental thing but you know kind of like that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is essentially useless because the people that matter are the tournament organizers because they yeah. still with tark now can set their own rules so i don't care what you're voting in or not voting in in tark I, if i want to forbid every glitch and then i have only four people playing in my tournament because nobody likes it that's you know as a tournament organizer that's what i can do so in the end, all this voting and all this stuff and all the taking time and, you know, writing rules against and all that stuff, it, it doesn't matter. And that's what bothered Dunka. It took yeah, them yeah. too long. They already got like way too deep into the whole philosophical and organizational and bureaucracy stuff instead of making the decisions that, you know, in Dunka's mind needed to happen. Gotcha. So that was so, one side of it. But the, mm -hmm. the whole letting people immediately vote on Specky Clip again was uh, a different worry of his, I'd say. And that was more like, well, hey, if you 
immediately after the council said, no, we're not allowing this, let the people vote on it again. It's going to open the floodgates for everyone asking to be to have every glitch revoted, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It was a tough. So I'll, I'll, I'll pull the curtain back a little bit. <laughs> so in, in all this, Dunko wanted me and was encouraging me to just make a statement like Specky Clips legal. This is the rules done. But we did not. That, the, the flaw in that that I saw. Sorry, and when why, you say we, who, who, who are you? Uh, I say we as in the council that came over to start Tark to. OK, like the founding he, he, Tark right. people before the initially were voted in. Initially, it was just like, look, ladder and league admin should probably just do this and it will hopefully become the norm. And I, I, I wanted to because I, you know, I thought everyone wanted Specky Clip looking at the results looks like I was right. Um, so glad I, I'll say glad I didn't read the room wrong, but it's okay mm-hmm. for those who potentially did, I'd say. But, and on top of that, it was like, uh, I, I didn't feel comfortable doing it because what we promised in our announcement of, Hey, if you want to be a part of, you know, this, this transition, then, and be in community voting, this is what we're promising with Tark. And I just couldn't go back on it. I didn't want to go back on making that announcement and then saying, JK, this is a new like monarchy where, you know, me and other tournament admins rule Supreme like that. It it didn't feel right in hindsight. I personally, in hindsight, I think we should have done it. I think we should have just let tournament admins make the ruling decisions and then have people come into the TARC part to let people discuss and do what they're doing now as far as like maybe, you know, outsourcing cheating stuff or charge the tournament admins with doing it. The the difference is like there's pickup races on race time. And this was the part I couldn't figure out in hindsight is what do we do about those? What do we do about who, who governs those and TARC admins? Good for that. I'd say the, the other thing is the reason uh, the, thinking this through, the reason we have 69,000 tournaments a year is because no one has to make rules. No one has to do any cheating investigations. Mm-hmm. Nobody has to do, for lack of better phrasing, nobody has to do any real work. Like you, you organize the light it. work is done with yeah, the guidelines. The place. hardest yeah. part is done. And you could just say, I'm going to use this like, because that's the point of it. And I think it, I think it helps the community grow. I think it saturates the tournament market, you know, for different modes and other things that people enjoy, you know, so on and so forth. Anyway, that that's, that's my whole point. So there's pros and cons to each, but yeah, that was kind of the peer peak behind the curtain. I'd say like initially it was maybe we should do this. And as much as I thought that was probably a good idea, I knew that was going to get me more backlash personally, probably than anything else. So I figured, no, uh, we'll, yeah. we'll let, we'll let them play government. And like, and, and honestly, like you, you asking if this worked well, uh, in the outline, as far as the, the voting, I think it did. I don't know if the 60% threshold was good for this, maybe 60% because it was already no one time by the previous racing council. I don't really know. Uh, maybe they've stated it, you know, somewhere I, I'll be honest. There's been a lot of discussion about this voting method, that voting method, this yeah. voting mm-hmm. method. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that. And I'm like, I'm not reading this. And I just, I just <laughs> I go on about my day. And just and, to and, clarify the 60, you think that's low or high? I think it's high for, okay. for if they were treating it, if, if they were treating it as new initial tech, I still think it should be 
and this is old council brain. I think it should be 50%. Like if it's 51, mm-hmm. that's it. Because man, imagine, imagine the world where 59% was what happened. And then yeah. people, people would be mad and the popcorn would be popping. You know, you'd have some of that caramel covered and maybe some butter, salted butter on the side. <laughs> like you just, you, you, you'd be ready. That would be like a full on yeah. movie night. And it would yeah. be bad. It would be like the day the council died uh, explosion yeah. deal. It would like, it would be me trying to read the history on my phone and it constantly you yeah. know, shooting me to the present, <laughs> me getting annoyed. That's what I mean, ma- yeah, maybe. But uh, at the same time, it could have gone, you know, with 50 percent, you could have had the same thing, only that you can then say, well, but a little more than half voted for it. And, uh, you know, that brings up a whole other thing that I think was also heavily discussed on Targ already or maybe is still being discussed. I don't know. I've also not super closely followed this. But to me personally, we were talking about numbers before we started recording, interestingly enough. And I'm seeing about 310 votes here out of how many people that play this game. Is this a representative number? I don't know. I, I, I've always wondered, you know, like and if then, there could be some way to get daily active users for ALTTPR. We have e- estimations, but we don't know for it's sure. It's definitely more than 310 people. And then you also yes. limit those votes to only the people that have the, you know, the, the checked out race role. Within the last year. I've already said last time is perfectly fine. You need to have some sort of checks in place. But, you know. It's it's I don't know if it's a represent a representative number or not, or if, you know, it doesn't mean I'm not happy with the result or that I want to change it or whatever. I'm just saying it's food for thought. And I don't think 310 people represent anything. I think another fun number fact, and it may have been Drossy that posted this somewhere in the Tark server. More people voted for this vote than they Mm -hmm. did for the admin vote. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't remember the numbers, but that says something a little bit. And that, that like, that's not a slam on the admins or, mm-hmm. you know, any of the candidates. It's just, it's, it's odd to me, you know, mm-hmm. like, I feel like there would yeah. be more indifferent people will say about this than maybe that admin vote. But maybe I'm, maybe I'm not reading the room right on that. Yeah. I don't know. It seems perfectly, it makes perfect sense to me, I think, because when it comes to voting for people, you have to know about the people. You maybe have to look into how they feel about certain things. Sure. You have to be active in the community, have friends or whatever. Whereas Specky clip, you is going to direct, it's going to directly affect the way that you play the seed every time. Mm, so it's like yeah. a lot easier to weigh in on that. I feel and, you, like. and you also know all the facts about it, right? You know what allowing Specky Clip will do and you also know what not allowing Specky Clip will, uh, mm-hmm. you know, make you able or not able to do. But with voting for admins, you're like, well, I guess I kind of know these names. I, I yeah, don't know. Right. And who knows who's going to follow through with what? Like it might not even matter at the end of the day. Like it's cynical to feel that way. And I I don't think that's the case, but I could definitely see how someone who's a little more disengaged would not feel like weighing in on that vote, but they would absolutely Mm -hmm. show up for the Specky clip one. And I got to say, like, it's super easy for me to sit here now, you know, Mm -hmm. no, no role in Tark. Mm -hmm. It's so much easier for me to just run my mouth. But that being said, if the Tark admins are listening, I, I approve of the work you're putting in. Like, I don't know. You don't need my approval, but, you know, I, I could I could run my mouth all day, but they're the ones doing the work right now. They're they're trying to listen to what the community wants. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy that there that there's people out there who are doing work for for the community as a whole. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And all in all, I'll go ahead and answer my own question of like, did this work well or not? I, I think it did. And so far, I've been pretty impressed with, number one, the pace, how everything is moving along, and also the decisions that have come down. So far, so good, I would say. I, I have no no complaints. I haven't seen a lot yeah. of, you know, like pitchforks and torches out yet. So keep at it, y'all. I think it's going good. Be careful mm-hmm. with those pitchfork and torch emotes. And get some, <laughs> yeah, wild mm-hmm. accusations. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what that's a reference to. I'm just going to move right off. Yeah, let's let's just skip over that part. (laughs) All right. Uh, ALTTPR League Season 6. We had our division reveal stream uh, last weekend. So we will have a link to that in the description. I didn't get a chance to watch it. I've been traveling the last few days. uh, But I did, of course, get a chance to see the divisions. You can go to the ALTTPR League website for that, which will also be in the description mm-hmm. and uh, just look through this this morning. There's some uh, there's some interesting conferences that have been formed. I went through and kind of hovered over each of the teams to do a quick, uh, you know, deep or a quick dive into uh, who's on each team. I noticed when I was doing that, as I finally got down to the Misery Meyer division, the perfect unadulterated gaming squad seems to have a new member. Yeah. Um, we had mentioned earlier that <laughs> Ari is taking a little bit of a step back. And of course he was a pug. So what, what have you done to uh, account for that? So uh, this is kind of a, a recent development we'll say. Um, and for, for what it's worth, like there's, there's no ill will towards Ari or like, or him at us. Like he's, he's part of the team as far as I'm concerned. He's, he's mm-hmm. the, at this point, the guy like cheering, cheering on. Um, but yeah, he, uh, you know, he had some things come up and he decided not to play uh, competitive rando at the moment. So that's totally fine by me. I called in a couple favors to a couple people. Um, Matt said yes. And uh, it, it, I, I'm not, exp- you know, I, uh, Matt's great. Okay. I'm not, Matt's ex- 7, 8, 9, 8, <laughs> yeah. clarity's sake. I'm not expecting, yeah. um, I'm not expecting like I didn't, I didn't expect to do well with Aerie, you know, like, because in rando you shouldn't have expectations. Uh, I think we'll be fine as far as like being competitive still. I think we'll have a lot of fun together. I think also like discussing with Matt, like how the reason he wasn't on a team or even looking for a team initially was his life situation was kind of in a spot where he wasn't going to be able to play. And then suddenly like some stuff changed like very drastically, very quickly. And he was like, Oh, I'm gonna have a lot of free time. So then I just message him not even knowing this. And he's like, oh, I'm going to have some free time. So like he's like, I'd much rather Aerie play. But if Aerie's out, I'm in like yeah. I'll play. So mm-hmm. here we are. It worked out perfectly. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. I feel like that's such a good sub in. You know, it's like there's not a whole lot of players out there that can, uh, you know, stand in Aerie's former shoes. But Matt 7898, I think, is a wonderful yeah, that, that is definitely a, a number one sub to find, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> go look at Matt's previous league records. And uh, <laughs> he think at one point he thought he was cursed in the league. So it, it, it I hope it don't carry over. But if it does, we're just going to laugh our way out, you know? So, um, yeah. <laughs> so we also have a nice redemption arc in there as well. That's awesome. <laughs> we'll hope. Love it. Um, so yeah, again, we'll have the link, uh, in the description where you can check out the Invitational League divisions. We'll also have a link to the, uh, reveal stream itself. If you want to put that on, how do you feel about Uh, your division, Tim? Yeah. So there's also the open, of course, I'm in, uh, the open division with, or, or the open league with the long shots, my team going on, 
four or five seasons now. It's, of course, myself, Tyler Salt, and Dr. Earworm. We've gotten a couple practices in already. Got one in right before I left to travel last week. Um, so that was very good. It's going to be me and Dr. Earworm coming up for our AD keys or mm-hmm. our AD co-op uh, in the first week. So we'll probably get a couple more practices in. And then next week we're we're in the fray. Uh, my division, I actually had a few people reach out to me to be like, why is our division just full of like our own friends? <laughs> it's like everyone in our division is like. They've either been in our division several times before in the past. So like we've we've played them before or they're like, you know, GMP people or mentor tournament people. But like so many people, so many of these teams in the Palace of Darkness Crystal Conference are like homies. So I think it's going to make it really fun. Um, You know, it's always it always kind of elevates things when you know the person that you're racing and and you can have a friendly chat afterwards. And, uh, you know, even if you don't win, you feel good that your friend won. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm really looking forward to the season for that reason alone. But also, um, you know, like I said, we've been practicing a little bit and y'all know me. I'm not a big like randomizer practicer. So for me to be busting out the, you know, practice hack and going through all the asyncs and stuff like that is uh, it's pretty serious. So mm-hmm. y'all better watch out. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm ready for you guys to rise up. Let's go. So uh, we have a little bit of extra time here and Y'all actually earlier today brought up a potential topic for us to discuss, and Mm -hmm. uh, I'm more than happy to do so. I'm excited to, in fact. So tell us about what we've got on the docket next. So I want to give a little bit of background to this whole thing and how it came to be and how it came to be that me and Vandy kind of suggested this. So the last recording we did was with Bidey, as I'm sure everyone remembers. Really cool guy, really fun interview. It was a great episode, I thought. So after we stopped recording, I was like, hey, Bidey. Are you going to be at SGL this year? And his answer was, uh, yeah, sounds cool. What's SGL? And I was like, oh, man, that's not <laughs> great. That's that's, you know, obviously yeah. I can't blame him, but that's not the answer I was hoping for at all. And then uh, a couple days later, Dante was talking to us about uh, having a spoiler log episode recorded. I don't want to spoil the guests, so I'm not going to mention any names. But uh, they said, hey, this guy I recorded with asked me after we recorded, hey, uh, I heard through the gripe one somewhere that there's going to be like a big gathering of rando players somewhere later this year. Do you know anything about that? Can you give me any details? Well, what's this all about? And again, I was like, oh, man, that's two people in like one week who don't even know what SGL is. And Mm -hmm. that's not cool because I want to meet as many rando friends as possible when I go there this year. And uh, if people can't go because of monetary reasons or because they're, you know, busy elsewhere or whatever, completely understandable. But if people aren't going because they don't know about it. Yeah. I'm super sad. I want this to be really cool. And the more people mm-hmm. I meet, the funner it is. And, you know, that's that's why I was like, hey, we got to we got to kind of since Fiesel is busy with his own personal life and not really, you know, spinning the, the sign out front. Uh, <laughs> maybe we can do some sign spinning for him instead. So this yeah. is kind of my or our you know, attempt to maybe get some more people to even be aware of SGL. And maybe at the same time, this is another kind of personal ego thing, I'll admit. But I'm personally super sad if I'm looking at the SGL page currently for the in-person tournaments. And I see, hang on, let me not lie. I will actually look at it right now. It was, it's kind of low the other day. 
And I see in comparison LTTP to last year. randomizer is in place four, so not even top three to get the $500 bonus. And we're at $260 currently. The next one up is Super Metroid Dash Randomizer at $720. So we're okay. considering we absolutely ruled the leaderboards in 2019 and we did pretty well in the years between when it was only online and we did right. okay last year too now it makes me really sad because it feels like rando has kind of fallen Wayne. off for a lack of a better word you know it's kind of mm-hmm. like oh we're just in the middle of the pack we're like we're not really getting up there anymore. People don't care. People aren't donating. People don't want to come. It just feels very anemic to me, both the participation itself and the donations that we've gotten so far, partly probably because it's still relatively far away. I mean, right now it's not that far away anymore, but it's still like two months out. About two yeah. months. A little less, and just a little less. A little less, mm-hmm. yeah. And also because there has been absolutely no, you know, no, no. Yeah. Um, media presence or anything from it like people don't even know about it really except Mm -hmm. for maybe some bot messages in the sg channels that come up every half hour and maybe an end card but who is still there when the end card on sg shows after rando race right right Uh, i mean yeah so okay so let's uh, let's um let's go back from the top here and for anyone who maybe doesn't know what SGL is, let's just briefly kind of set the stage. So let's start with what is speed gaming? Okay. So the, oh. <laughs> the speed gaming, that's really starting at the bottom, but I'm cool yeah. with it. So speed gaming is a, a family of channels on Twitch run by Fiesel that broadcasts all kinds of speed running content. It's mostly focusing on races and tournaments these days, as far as I'm aware. So you'll see a lot of rando races, a lot of leak restreams are on there, I think, as well. Uh, a lot yep. of uh, all tournaments, basically, we stream on SG. And I'm pretty sure people in general who are interested in rando and watching rando probably know of SG, I would say. But that's mm-hmm. the very basis of the whole thing. Well, I feel like if you're new into the community, you've probably seen if you've seen a race either ported to YouTube or on Twitch, there's mm-hmm. a very good chance that it was originally broadcast on twitch.tv slash speed gaming or one of its affiliates like, you know, one through six or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's other foreign language ones as well. It's it's a whole kind right. of network of channels. Um, it has kind of become the de facto home of ALTTPR racing and tournaments. All of the major ones tend to have their restreams there. Uh, they're very busy, you know, with restreaming all kinds of different matches. Mm-hmm. It's not just ALTTPR. It just kind of feels that way to us in our community. <laughs> there are a lot yeah. of other games um, mm-hmm. that are on display. And so now you know what speed gaming is. What is speed gaming live? So in 2018, 2019, I don't know the exact history, but uh, Fiesel wanted to make a real life event where people could actually gather and he wanted to make it not a copy of a GDQ event, which, you know, he did. He didn't want to make the newest GDQ. He wanted it to focus on what speed gaming is kind of best at, which is tournaments right because right now they're restreaming mostly tournaments and competitive stuff and races so he said hey we're we're good we know what's up with tournaments we can run tournaments we know how to broadcast them let's do 
an in-person event with a couple of games that are like we will ask the communities probably the biggest one at the time in 2019 when the first happened the biggest rando community that speed gaming had access to was rando alttpr so we were asked uh i think there was super metroid uh i think there was a couple mm -hmm. a few other things there was super mario 3 rando uh in the first one they even had a super mario maker tournament that tim got some money from plays pretty well as far as i remember <laughs> so yeah. uh, th it's a whole thing but uh it uh, happens in Herndon, Virginia. It was supposed to happen yearly, but as we all know, 2019 happened. And then in 2020, when it was supposed to happen, something else happened and everything was shut down for like two or three years. So we had to move it to an online thing again, purely. And the result of this is, is that now we have uh, an SGL online portion that happens before all the all the in-person stuff happens. So the communities that can't make it to the in-person thing or that are not big enough to have like a dedicated in-person tournament also get to benefit from this. And uh, we also have a in-person portion that I'm that we're currently talking about that usually happens around the end of October. It's a week later this time. So it's the start of November this year. Yeah. So Good. that's. Yeah. That's what Speed Gaming Live in a nutshell basically is yeah. set out to do. So in in my eyes, uh, and this might be sort of a controversial take depending on who you are. Probably not you listening to this podcast, though. <laughs> SGL is basically RandoCon. It is the one time no, of is. the year mm -hmm. when everyone in the ALTTPR community gets together. And yes, there's an in-person tournament where you'll play people live, but there's mm -hmm. also just all kinds of uh, you know, off the clock kind of activities going on. There was like an, a casual NMG race last time that Dante did. We put on a live podcast on Sunday last year. Mm -hmm. um, so there's just all kinds of, you know, additional sort of rando stuff. And as Herf said, it's a chance to meet people in the community face to face right. uh, with the excuse kind of being, you know, this game that we all love. Um, but even on top of like the rando events that happen, you know, some of my favorite memories are like hanging out in the hotel room with you know like lumaga and xylo and people and playing tetris attack until mm -hmm. the wee hours you know so it's just an opportunity to meet the people that you race against and argue with in discord channels and servers mm -hmm. finally in person and it really helps a lot to get you to understand them better and just be you know closer to them not just as internet identities but as people yeah, it's definitely different. And I remember, and I'm sure people who have been with us for a long time, I mean, that's when we all first met back yeah. then. It was still with Axel, yeah. who like raced from the airport to the hotel after coming back from a business trip to record with us in like some corner of the room with a single microphone. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was a whole thing in 2019. But yeah, yeah. it's a. Uh, it's especially to me, someone who's not playing in the tournaments and he's not a super active rando player anymore. I do a lot of admin work there, so I'm responsible for the rando tournament itself and doing some staff things and manning the computers and whatever. But uh, for me, it's purely an excuse to hang out with the people that I like online and that I want to, you know, meet. And as you said, it really makes a difference. Like it's much more fun to sit down with you two and have like a drink at the hotel bar than to sit here and look at you through your cameras. It's still fun, but it's mm -hmm. definitely not the same. It hits different. Right. It, it definitely hits, hits different. different. Yeah. And absolutely. Uh, so I, I absolutely like if you can make it out, this is my plea to you. If you can make it out or if you have any even just one or this, two days, right? Even just one or two days. I will say this. 
if you want to go there, you need to buy a ticket. The ticket is 80 bucks, I believe. And it, it's for the whole time. So even if you only plan on showing up two days, you will have to invest that money. Mm. But uh, in my head, it's completely worth it. I think it's so cool to hang out and yeah. meet all the people and, you know, get to do fun stuff. Uh, the whole friend group that I'm uh, with, usually we did like, it felt like 20 escape rooms last time. <laughs> and there's, you know, there's so much crap to do. I don't think uh, I've ever eaten that much Popeyes in my whole life than I do in that week usually. And it's, it's just fun. It's a bunch of silly fun. People get drunk, people have fun. Yep. Uh, and on top of that, you're able, if you're good, you're able to win some money too. Like the prize pools aren't awful, but yeah. yeah. So, so let's talk about that. Cause that mm-hmm. was one concern kind of that you raised earlier today. And also um, just now when you were talking, so mm-hmm. the part of this, the appeal, I guess, if you will, of going to this tournament is that there are prize pools for the top placement in each of these tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, the I think the first question some people might have is like, okay, why doesn't speed gaming put up the money for these prize pools? Why is mm-hmm. it an incumbent on people to be donating their own money to be won by the people in the tournament? Right. So, I'll, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, uh, <laughs> so all I was gonna say is mm-hmm. that every dance game tournament, and I know the same dance games, but every mm-hmm. like dance game fighting game tournament I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. The organizer fronts the money for the event or the venue, mm-hmm. and then you pay a venue fee, which is your ticket for Speed Gaming Live in this case. That mm-hmm. helps the company or the individual recoup some of the investment because I know that hotel's pretty nice. It's not like, you know, grand hotel, but like it's not, you know, the Motel 6 in the shadiest part of town, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, I feel safe there. I don't really feel like, you know, I'm anyway. Yeah. Uh, For what is so, worth, just to throw this in really quickly, that is the hotel that used to host old GDQs. Yeah. So it's not like a crappy rundown, as Dante said, just to throw that in there real quick. Yeah. yeah. So in other words, you buying the badge helps speed gaming recoup some of the money. When I went to and ran dance game tournaments, fighting game tournaments, the pot or the prize pool was set by the players. You would pay to enter that tournament as well mm-hmm. as your venue fee. Now for this, you are not paying to enter ALTTPR or SMZ3. You just get to enter it. So what Speed Gaming has done is opened it so people can donate to the pot. Like if you want to support the community and you have some spare cash, this is Mm -hmm. a way to do it. Now, it could be a dollar. It could be five dollars. Some people donate like five, six hundred dollars. It's whatever. Like Mm -hmm. we're not saying everyone go throw your money at this, but it's 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 like if you want to support and you don't know how and you have the funds to do it, like this is what I would say you could do is just Mm -hmm. throw a little bit to it. It doesn't have to be a lot. Now, why doesn't Speed Gaming cover it? Because they're covering the cost for the hotel. I know I don't know numbers, but I know that hotel ain't cheap. I know renting that out literally for the full day of probably Wednesday and Tuesday because those are setup days and then mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like there's no way that's cheap because I've been in the business of trying to book venues for this and it was a headache to do Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So mm-hmm. at at worst looking hotels. So yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's kind of where I'm coming from, from the experience side. Now, there is some money temp that Speed Gaming is putting there, and Herf mentioned that. I'm sure you heard that. So mm-hmm. it's kind of trying to incentivize, like, hey, we've got $1,500. What three games are going to get it? And mm-hmm. if 
Feasel just says, I like this game, this game, and this game, then all those communities are going to get heckin' mad. So <laughs> he can say, whichever community by this date has the top three amount of donations put in, I will throw in, you know, Speed Gaming will throw in an additional $500 bonus to mm-hmm. each one of those. So that's kind of the incentive to, I guess, promote your community. Uh, ALTTPR, like, I hate that. I, I don't want to, like, crap on other games by far one of the most restreamed, most watched hanging out in the rooms, like, you know, watching races live at this event. I would hate to see personally it not be top three. Now, is it going to make me not want to play because there's less money? No, I'll still play, but Mm -hmm. uh, at least I'm planning to, but like, you know, it it, it would, it would suck. And it's like, I, I hate saying give them money so people can win it especially if people can't go, but uh, that's kind of what we need from the community. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's, you know, th- one of the questions Tim has here on this outline is why should people donate to it? And I think that's, that's why in a nutshell, like we have this event. Now, if you really care about the community and it's a big, and you have those funds available to say, I can contribute monetarily and it doesn't hurt your financial life well-being. Like, I'm not saying Mm -hmm. pull out your savings account and empty it because don't do that. That's stupid. Um, You just can like do it that way. Uh, I know I've heard rumors uh, from being a patron to the ladder, you know, where the cruises are happening, that there are potentially a there's potentially a donation coming from ladder down the line, like just waiting to see, you know, what the costs are for the year. So like, that would be cool. I'm not going to hold Dunka to that. Like if something comes up with ladder and he needs like just stuff like that, like a lot of people talk about it. Eventually we need to have it done, I guess. And so, yeah, it's just um, like you said earlier. And also as they always say in GDQ, it doesn't matter if you donate a dollar or a million dollars, if you want to donate something, it goes in my opinion to a good cause. And I also want to dive a little bit deeper into two little things here real quick. A, the bonuses, as uh, Dante mentioned. So just to give people an idea, uh, there's 10 in-person events because we just can't, like, from a manpower standpoint and from an organizational standpoint, we can't have more than 10, even if we wanted to have more than 10. And um, the first three get a $500 bonus each to their prize pool edit. And then the next five, so place four to eight, gets a $100 bonus, so $100 mm, okay. for them. And then the last two get a $20 bonus, which is, you know, not a lot. I also want to mention quickly that uh, Fiesel, it's not a lot of money, but it adds up. Fiesel threw in 20 bucks for each tournament this year that was already a tournament last year. So tournaments that it came back from last year would get like a $20 head start. It's not a lot, but you see we currently have going... Uh, 23 online tournaments and 10 on-site events. So that's uh, 33 times 20 still adds up. And then you add the $1,500 for the first three in the online and $1,500 for the first three in the on-site. That's $3,000 that Fiesel is throwing on this on top of the cost for the hotel and the staff and everything else that he needs to pay. Yeah. So it's not like SG isn't putting any money in. I also, that's another important point that I want to mention. I also want to really emphasize that we've suggested this to Fiesel many, many times, but he has always refused and he will always refuse in the future. He is not skimming a single dollar off of the prize pools. We have suggested to him, hey, listen, I'm sure people would understand and probably even be happy to keep the event going if you told them, hey, listen, I'm going to take 
3%, 1%, 5% from every prize pool or from the total of the prize pool. And that goes to making this event happen again next year. But FISA yeah. absolutely refuses. Every single dollar you donate will go straight to the prize pool of that tournament that you specify. And that will be handed out to the winners, depending on what the tournament organizer for the specific tournament decide on what the distribution should be. So that was really important for me to mention that speed gaming is not making any form of money off this other than the advertising money that they get. Yeah, um, that is which, br- which brings me to another really quick point. I don't want to drag this out forever, but uh, to the why doesn't speed gaming put up the prize pools? I know there's big tournaments out there. I'm looking at fighting game tournaments specifically, like the Capcom yeah. World Tour and stuff like that, that sponsor all this stuff. But they have... Uh, like either there's a company that puts up the tournament themselves, like the Capcom Cup, or they have massive sponsors. Like they're running the whole thing on PlayStations and Sony is sponsoring it. So they just have enough cash to throw around to pay the price bills themselves, which Fiesel mm-hmm. unfortunately just does not have. Like it's it's been a, a nail biter every year since 2019. If the on uh, site, like the in-person event is even going to happen again, it's... To me, a little miraculous that it's happening again this year. I have no clue if it will happen again next year. It's, you know, so far we're not in the in the zone where Fiesel can reliably say, all right, this yeah. is, you know, financing yeah. itself. Let's it focus on 2023 first. Right. Yeah, let's, let's focus on this first. Yeah. I want to right. add one more thing because I know we're just going to keep adding, but this I promise this is the last thing I'll say. Working last year with with Fiesel and speed gaming directly. A lot of people maybe from the outside could say speed gaming is a company. They've got a bunch of Twitch channels. They're all partnered. They probably make a ton of money. And I don't really think that's the case. I don't know what their financial status is, but mm-hmm. working with Fiesel directly interacting with him uh, to me, it's not, I, I, this sounds bad because it almost sounds like a detriment and I don't mean it that way. Speed gaming live does not feel like, a massive corporation is putting this on. It feels like one of us three here that's got the funds and the the computers and like the stage lighting. That literally is what it feels like. It feels like someone who cares about multiple communities and just like the we'll call it grassroots speed running randomizers. That's they're just doing something. They're they're risking some things to make something happen. And that's that's one reason why I think more people should go, more people should support it if they can. And yeah, that that's that's kind of my last take on that. Yeah. It's easy to compare speed gaming and STL to like other similar events that are really polished. Mm-hmm. Be, and which is a credit to Fiesel and his team that they're able to give that appearance. But what you're saying is financially, that's not they're not some behemoth with thousands. No, they're, of dollars they're not a behemoth. They need help. Not. Yeah. If they you need want, help in order to I just in, for my personal interest, I just pulled up the uh, there's a list for the Twitch leaks of the payouts oh that happened in 2021. And you can search through it. Uh, let's just say I'll only say this speed gaming for the subscription payouts between August 2019 and September 21 is in place 4,882. And out of, I don't know how many total, but the first one makes nearly 10 million. Wow. And Twitch gaming is like a factor 100 below that, a factor a million below that probably. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so to, to kind of recap all of this, number one, if you have the funds and the availability to meet us in Herndon, Virginia for Speed Gaming Live 2023, mm-hmm. you should absolutely consider. We would love to see you there and meet you, get to know you better. Uh, secondly, donating to the prize pool is something that you can do to help basically expand the credibility of the game overall because people will look and see how much money is up for ALTTPR versus some of these other games. And it's very easy to see like, oh, not a lot of people are donating to ALTTPR. It must be a small game. So if you care about this game and it's standing sort of as like a a community worth uh, attention, then one way to kind of up the social capital of the game is to donate to the prize pool for ALTTPR Mm -hmm. in person. Also, if you were planning on being there and participating and you think you have a pretty good shot of winning, if you can help to donate to the prize pool to get it so that it is the number one ranked game, there will be additional money available in the prize pool. So you could actually be like investing in yourself. Potentially Mm -hmm. you could give donate a certain amount, which nudges ALTTPR into receiving additional money in the prize pool from STL, mm-hmm. and then that could be distributed to you depending on how we're yeah. play. So um, that's an interesting angle to try to consider. But uh, anyway, in the interest of time, we will wrap that particular conversation up. But hopefully that was helpful to people who have just like heard us say STL, maybe joined us in the last year or so, didn't know what it meant. It's an event. We would love to see you there. And if you can spare any additional money uh, for the prize pool, it just helps the community out. And um The last thing I will say on this is that I just checked our balances as a podcast. Um, We are very fortunate to have Patreons who help donate a little bit of money each month um, to support the show, uh, as well as a PayPal that people sometimes use. We do have a little bit of money saved up in the bank. So I think right after this, the three of us should take a look and discuss how much of that we'd like to donate. And Mm -hmm. um, it's it's uh, it's a little nice nice little chunk of change. So I, I thought that of helps. A, I thought of a last thing. I'm very sorry, but I feel okay, like this is important <laughs> to all the people who are listening to this now and don't know what SGL is, and they're thinking to themselves, "Why am I donating money to an in-person event? I don't have like a, where's my benefit?" Most, if not all, of the matches are being restreamed, so you can follow this live. It will be live commentated. You will be able to get a glimpse into the live event itself Mm -hmm. so it's not like you're just donating into some black box that you'll never see from again and then maybe you hear us talk about it on the podcast or something everything is being live streamed yep absolutely okay and we'll put some links in the description to where you can go to donate and i think there's like a leaderboard that keeps track of you know if it cares if you care you know you could like donate on behalf of a business and have your business show up as like a top donator you know Mm -hmm. so cool All right. um, One more quick thing before we get into GMP community updates, Uh, an unfortunate announcement. Uh, The winner of last year's Challenge Cup or this year's Challenge Cup, the last one that happened, um, Alex Jass. I I can't tell if that's a a Alex J or not. Alex. Well, I also don't know if it matters. Yeah, I don't. I don't well, know. <laughs> yeah, uh, because unfortunately uh, they were uh, investigated by the. cheating investigation committee, the CIC that was put together by Tark. Unfortunately, it was found that there were some pretty uh, clear cut signs of screen snipe- sniping happening uh, in some of their competitive play, and they have been uh, banned from the community, essentially. So another public service announcement to let you know that, especially since they won the Challenge Cup. Obviously, you hate to see it. 
Um, and is it just me or have like more of these been cropping up lately? I don't know how to how to feel about this. Is it is it just confirmation bias that it's like it feels like it's often, but it's not actually? Or are we actually well, seeing more of these lately? Here's a here's a fun take on all sides. It's 2019 all over again. History repeats itself. This is like when council first started up because Tark's first starting up. People may be trying to test waters. Who knows? Maybe this predates it. Who, uh, you know, can't say for sure. Then there's the the take of the council wasn't doing enough for cheating. Maybe that's true. We had a, we had a big threshold to do anything. Uh, I, I voiced my opinion that I think five maybe is a little low, but I don't think anything egregious has come from it yet. So it's working. I'm not going to. I'm not going to die on that hill. Um, so, you know, I, I hope they keep having people doing the right thing as far as uh, investigating. And mm-hmm. I just if you're doing stupid stuff, please stop. Just, you know, if you ain't got caught yet, you will. Please, please stop. It's, it's please really stop. not worth it. Just uh, I, I do wonder, maybe one of you can fill me in because I'm not super involved with all, all the Tark stuff. But I wonder if maybe... You know, having to start a council inquiry and bringing stuff to the council made it a little more of a hurdle for people to be willing to go Probably. through in case they had some suspicion or something that they might want to have looked at. I don't know how Tark handles it. Maybe you can just DM DMs. someone or maybe, maybe just DM an admin. admins. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just, you know, a, a smaller hurdle for people to be like, hey, can you maybe take a look at this? And then the admin has to decide, is it worth my time or is it just, yeah, you know, or not? Yeah. That could be. It's not necessarily that there's more. They're just being reported more. Hard to say, but it's it's yeah, definitely something that has been somewhat noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're up against it. Let's get up into uh, GMP community updates. All right. So wanted to announce we have our tempered sword winner. That was the one we were waiting on last time. GG's to Tantalus for winning the tempered sword brackets. Uh, so now the tournament is completely done. So few things are going to happen. One is uh, pretty soon, I would say, if not like when this episode comes out, then probably like a few hours after, like on Wednesday, we will have a tourney sent out. Uh, uh, not tourney. What am I trying to say? We're going to have another <laughs> one. Let's go. <laughs> Let's <laughs> no. go. We're starting the next one immediately. No, I have to start over. Um <laughs> We'll have a survey sent out that you can fill out uh, just letting us know, you know, what was your experience with the tournament? What did you like? Do you have suggestions for changes? So look for that to come out. Um, We're also going to do or Dante probably is going to do the Thanos snap and uh, about half of the channels in the discord are just going to disappear or at least be archived until next year. So it's going to be a little easier to scroll around in our discord server. And uh, the final thing and everybody listen up here. So we have made the decision as an admin team and as hosts to cycle out admins and mods after this year. Uh, So I want to start by first giving a huge, huge thank you to all of the mods that helped us out this year. Adalor, John Snoo, Trey Spire, Vextifer, Mr. Aaron Snerd did an incredible job. And not just this year, I think almost all of them were returning from last year. Mm -hmm. So greatly appreciate all of the time that they volunteered to helping us. Um, We want to give others an opportunity to have the mentor tournament experience. And also we have a lot of events that we'd like to roll out in between tournaments, things that we've talked about in the past, like doing, you know, grudge matches or having weekly multi-worlds. Like, let's get those back going again, you know. So um, we have a lot of things that we want to do. It just takes it takes 
people. It takes uh, people, you know, donating their time that have a similar vision that want to help us out. So when this episode releases, check out the description. We'll have a form you can fill out. If you'd like to be a part of the moderator team for the GMP Discord, we are accepting applications. We'll probably leave it open for about a week or so, maybe until next episode, just to make it simple, two weeks. And uh, we will read them and then reach out to folks that we have more questions for. And uh, yeah, so if you want to give back, if you had a great time during this last mentor tournament, you want to help out, but you don't know about like mentoring or anything like that, this would be a really great way to do that. And uh, check out that that form and get your application in. I think that's it for mentor tournament stuff. Um, let's go to the biweekly seed. Of course, last time we had a beta. Now all the seeds are like that. In fact, they've been patched. So that's like two <laughs> versions old, basically. Yeah. Um, so this time I was thinking, let's go back to the tournament branch and let's do a co-op AD info share. So we've done co-op in the past. Basically, if you want to run it by yourself, fine, go ahead. If you want to run it with a partner, say, you know, as practice for the league, mm-hmm. both of you run it together, just submit the same collection rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't care if you use the higher one or the lower one, or maybe you want to do an average or something, but we'll see that you both have the exact same collection rate. And then there's a very good chance you'll be the only two. And we'll know that you co-opted together and you can, you know, talk in the spoiler channel, uh, you know, mm-hmm. from both of your experiences. So. What do y'all think? Does that sound sounds, good? Sounds good. We don't me. have time for you to disagree with me. We just have to go. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. All right, so we're at all the normal places. Go mode podcast at gmail.com, X, YouTube, Twitch, all those places you can Google and find us. We have a Patreon, as we mentioned earlier. We're on PayPal. Any support you can give us, we greatly appreciate. We do things with it, like turn around and support the community by donating portions of it to SGL's prize pool. So Mm -hmm. just one example of how we use money like that. Also, of course, our hosting, um, you know, a little bit of compensation for Tuesday, Tim, when he takes all the time to edit all the episodes. So it all helps out greatly, and we very much appreciate it. Um, no questions or reviews this week, which honestly I appreciate because we're running behind. <laughs> so thank you, everybody. Uh, crazy that you knew. Um, let's do quick shout outs. Um, I'll start it out. I'm going to shout out a band. I went and saw them in concert last week. They're super cool. It's actually my wife's favorite band. They're called Jungle. It's like uh, it's almost like disco if disco were like made in the 2010s and, and 2020s. Um, very upbeat, very dancey. Um, it's it's like basically just like two DJs, but they have a lot of like live musicians that play along with them and uh, super funky, very easy to dance to. Um, they've been on like some commercials, so you might've actually heard a few of their songs, but other than that, they're like not super well-known, but super cool band. They're called jungle. Check them out. Cool. Uh, I'll be real quick too. Uh, first uh, recommendation for me, of course, it's games again, sea of stars, great little RPG, 16 uh, bit, uh, if you like Chained Echoes, you'll probably really like this. It took a while to get going for me, so if you don't like it in the first two or three hours, just push through. I think it gets a lot better, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, second one is obviously Starfield. It came out. I've got it on PC Game Pass that I pay a tenner a month for. I probably wouldn't have bought it for 60 or 70 bucks, whatever it cost. Uh, a couple months later, it's really fun, and I'm investing all my time in it. It's basically what everyone expected. It's kind of Fallout in space with a bunch of quality of life uh, stuff added mm-hmm. to it, and it it looks pretty good, too. Uh, I'm having a ton of fun with it. Nice. Dan, uh, what you got? I'll still not talk about The Beast in the East because that'll be a long story. Um, so uh, I had... Um, I just want to shout out uh, my friends. So uh did... 
did meat fest at my house, aka the the <laughs> gathering meat I fest. do for uh, my birthday the last few years. Uh, just smoked a brisket. We streamed it. There's a great clip of a storm knocking down the tent and the camera like mid mid smoke, and then I had to like reset things up uh, from a distance while it was raining all over the grill. It was a great time. But no, uh, when Saturday, everybody came up, had probably about 25 people over at the house, which was my wife was like, I can't believe you let me talk. I let you talk me into this. Um, hindsight, I kind of agree with her um, <laughs> as far as like number of people. I, I had no idea as far as like as much as we were cooking. I was I woke up Sunday morning and felt like I had not slept and I slept plenty. So um, uh, apparently that's very tiring anyway. Um, but got to a lot of dance gay people, IRL friends came and even a couple of rando people came. So shout outs to uh, cool. Mr. Angry Pants and your uh, driving down. Uh, great to see them again, met them at SGL last year. So, um, glad they came down for that, but yeah, it was a great time. Uh, a whole lot of brisket, a whole lot of ribs, a whole lot of dessert, um, and a bunch of other stuff. So I'm going to go eat some leftover, the little bit of leftovers that are left. I'm going to go eat some of that as soon as we finish this recording. Very nice. And uh happy belated birthday. Also, my birthday hasn't happened yet. Oh, okay. So it's uh my birthday's the 15th. So it's in four days. I'm going to actually be on the road that day. I guess this is the second shout out. Me and my wife are actually going to Bristol, Tennessee. We're going to go watch. Um, I'll go watch cars go in circles again. Uh, my wife's never been, and uh, she's super excited. She's probably more excited than I am, but um, we're gonna go. We're gonna go do that for a two two day event. It's gonna be a good time, hopefully. Nice. One of my friends in high school had a thrifted T shirt that he got from a Goodwill that uh, we always liked. That said, "I'm short and fast like Bristol." <laughs> nice. <laughs> he was pretty tall too, so it was kind of one of those ironic T shirts. But yeah, that's what I know about Bristol. All right. So you got some extra episode. You, you stole a little bit of extra episode from us again. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Always worth it. N- now I think mm-hmm. it's time for us to go ahead and get out of here. We got meat to eat. We got games to play. We got and episodes to kids, edit. Kids to hang out with. We got episodes to edit. Damn it. Uh, so let's go ahead and get out of here. On behalf of my co-host, Herfie Durfee and Dancy, I've been Tim. Let's go ahead and mirror out.